I'm Darwin Green, CEO of High Gold Mining. We are a venture-listed uh, junior exploration company trading under the ticker symbol HIGH on the TSX Venture. We are focused on high-grade gold in North America. Our flagship asset is the Johnson Track Project in Alaska, where we have a high-grade resource that we're expanding. We also have a very large portfolio of gold properties in the Timmins Camp, Ontario, that we're, uh, we've been consolidating and we're, we're just getting after right now. Well, Darwin, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, you're over in London at the One to One Show. Why are you here? Well, talk to investors. Have you got a lot of uh, European investors all over here? Or? We have some, for sure. Right. You know, okay. we, we, you know, by and large, majority of our investors are North American based. We have, you know, good U.S. funds and Canadian funds, but we do certainly have some U.S. Uh, European investors. Uh, we we're meeting with some of them in Germany last week, and mm -hmm. hopefully uh, more in the coming days here. What's the news in Germany? People are excited about gold again. It's starting to, you know, the last little uptick here in the last couple of weeks has certainly given people hope. Uh, you know, I think the fundamentals are there. Inflation seems to be wanting to run away. Right. So we'll see. We've heard it before. So We have. We have. I, th I think next year is looking good. A lot of people talking about um, the fact that, you know, I think brokers and uh, the like are going to be pushing gold uh, as a story. So a quiet 2021, that's for sure. Anyway, look, first time we've met and spoken. So um, please do come on board. We've been after you for a long time. That's for sure. That's uh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. Um, look, given us a new story, um, I'm just trying to understand, you know, how this thing came to be. So I'd like to understand the business plan that you set out with. But first of all, tell us about yourself. What's your background, tra track record, and relevance to yeah, what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I'm a technical guy, and yeah. you know, I think our team we, we pride ourselves on our technical strength and the depth of our our bench, so to speak. Um, you know, I've I've got a lot of history in Alaska, in particular. Okay. Uh, you know, it was VP exploration for a couple of companies, one called Niblack Mining, where we permitted and put in an underground development program. Um, uh, more recently, I was with a company called Constantine Metals. Mm -hmm. That's actually where I did my master's thesis, uh, that contributed uh, to a, a discovery there. Um, got about, you know, they developed, we developed about a 14 million ton high grade copper zinc BMS deposit, brought in a Japanese smelting company as a partner. Um, and really that was where high gold was born out of. We were mm. spun out of, we took a gold as that project was advancing through PEA and a development trajectory. Uh, we took the gold assets from Constantine, spun them out two years ago to create high gold. Right. You say that, it seems to be polymetallic reporting all the way through the PowerPoint here. <laughs> true, true. Uh, but gold dominant for sure. Right. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the plan. Two years ago, you, you spun out Constantine. Great. What did you think that you could do? How much did that cost you? Let's talk about the beginnings. So, yeah, I mean, what we saw, essentially the, the catalyst for us spinning out the company was we, we'd always had a nice portfolio in Timmins. Uh, pure gold portfolio mm -hmm. there, but we did have a project, an asset was brought to Constantine uh, called the Johnson Track. It was brought to mm -hmm. us by Siri. It's an Alaska Native Corporation. Uh, really neat history uh, of Alaska Native claim settlement. You know, so actually this year is the 50, 50 year anniversary of it. Anyway, they approached us, they're relationship driven, and we felt very privileged for the opportunity then to, to take this Johnson Track on. And we raised about seven and a half million bucks out of the gates. On that initial IPO, which was September 2019, and then yeah, we've done successive rounds of financing. We just closed uh, just under well, 19 million. Here. So they're a big shareholder, presumably. Siri, no, no, no. So what's they're, the deal structure look like? Yeah, it is. A, it's a lease. It's a mining lease um, where there's certain royalties that would, would flow to them, but they also have a back in right. It's uh, it. on a, it's at a one time um, election at a production decision. 
and it's uh, it's great. It's a great thing to have. So they would why, fund why, their why, why do you say that? If, if I'm a shareholder or thinking of investing, if someone's got a back in right, that, that's more of a problem than a than a benefit, isn't it? Well, in this case, they would fund the their pro rata share of mine build, and they would obviously get twenty, you know, their pro rata share of of proceeds from from a future mine. The reason why we like it so much is uh, there's a lot to feel good about it. They are. You know, it is a native corporation. The structure is that the shareholders to that corporation are the indigenous people that live in the surrounding region. Mm. So then you know that your revenue from the project is flowing directly to to the locals, which is, there's a lot to like about that. There is a lot to like it, so especially, in, um, I think, today. We've seen so many stories. Of, in this year, we're, we're, people are pushing the ESG agenda and people are talking about you know, these, these social responsibilities that companies need to have. But you guys also need to clean up your acts. So I think... That is a yeah, it is a benefit if you look at it. I think so. I think you know, there's much broader political sport in a scenario like this. I mean, yeah. Alaska's got a real advantage in my view over a lot of places you know around the world in that they did settle the native land claims and mm. it was a very visionary and progressive model that they developed and they kind of created from scratch, you know, a, you know, Alaska made solution and, and they created these corporate entities. There's regional corporate entities, which yeah. there's twelve, and then there's village corporate entities and uh it's a been a proven business model that's been successful, and um, you know, tech, the Red Dog Mine, one of the largest zinc mines in the world, it's on native corp lands. It's been about two billion dollars of revenue generated from that. That's flown out to basically every indigenous Alaskan. Um, yeah. In that they actually share the revenue. So with the group we're dealing with, which is called Siri or Cook Inlet Region yeah. Inc., we've done the deal with them. The structure is thirty percent of the revenue flows to them, and the remaining seventy is split amongst all twelve. Uh, Corporations and they dividend cash out to the shareholders, so it's really cool. And you know, other examples: Donlin is on yeah, native corp yeah. lands, uh, Arctic Ambler a system with South Thirty Two and, and Trilogy. So certainly, the the senior producers of the world are very comfortable with, with the setup. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, well, maybe a discussion for another time because yeah. that, that would be fascinating yeah, yeah, to see how that came together. <laughs> well, yeah, as so you pro- probably should. I think yeah. there's a lot of companies trying to implement. A scenario like that, or trying to come up with a, a scenario which could sound like that, but they're not there. And um, that that's been there from right from the start for you guys. Let, let's talk about what you've managed to do with that seven million bucks because you just raised just under nineteen million bucks recently. Okay, mm-hmm. you don't get to do that unless you have gone through a process or delivering a strategy uh, which gives people comfort in the way that you're going about this. So, seven million bucks. What did you do with that two years ago, and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, yeah. So our objective, there was historic work done on the property. Yeah. It was done. It was discovered in the 80s by a senior mining company. And then actually a, a mid-tier was looking at developing it. They were actually looking at direct shipping the ore to one of their, by barge to one of their other operations. But then it sat idle for 25, 30 years. Right. So our first objective was to understand what we have, quantify what we have as a starting point. So we completed a drill program in 2019 that validated the historic work and allowed us to establish a resource estimate. As a how, how, how do you do it before you get it, before, before you commit? Because we see so many retread stories out there and retail investors get fooled into we're sucking in money into a project, which didn't work the previous four times, but now it is apparently. So how do you determine as a management team whether it's going to be good enough for you to raise money and start a process where you think you can genuinely move down the track so it's not some sort of lifestyle company? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, for starters, there's two things. One is um, it's a sizable land package and it had multiple other prospects that 
all were identified in the first wave of reconnaissance work that mm -hmm. led to the discovery of the main deposit, but had virtually no work done on them since. So I like that sort of untapped exploration upside. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm an explorationist at heart and, you know, you fly prop to see big gossams, it gets mm -hmm. excited. Um, the other side was just the tenor and nature of the mineralization that had been found. I mean, there's multiple 75 to 100 meters plus type intersections, but better than 10 grams per ton of gold with base metal credits. Very simplistic philosophy. You don't usually get that kind of mineralization in isolation. It's mm -hmm. tied to bigger systems. And it just, you could tell looking at the data that it required, needed more exploration. And I'm like, what shocked me is that it's like, I couldn't, one, I had never heard of it. I've worked in Alaska for 20 plus years and I hadn't actually heard of the asset before it was brought to us. A little embarrassing, but it was, there are things that are just under the radar and it certainly missed several cycles of exploration. A project of this quality mm -hmm. would have normally had more exploration with mm -hmm. prior to us coming to it. But yeah, so that, you know, those are the elements that got us excited about it. Certainly, um, you know, we had a senior producer who participated in our Go Public Financing. And that senior producer actually, we were trying to find a JV partner on our Ontario projects. Yeah. And they said, well, can we look at that one? We so is this in some plan? I can't talk about it, 9.9%. .9%, so. <laughs> They're big. Oh, <laughs> they produce gold. Tantalizingly <laughs> close. <laughs> North American based. Right. Okay. Um, you know, fantastic. With a big balance sheet. How big is their balance sheet? Uh, big. Yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they're they're with you for the ride. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they have an investor rights agreement that allows them to maintain up to nine point nine percent right now. Thus far, they've been maintaining that. They right. cut a check for five million on their, our last financing. Uh, you know, they're they're great folks to work with. They're they're tracking the project. Um, you know, it, it certainly helped reduce our cost of capital, I think, when you have something like that. But they're, right they're, but they're kind of Timmons focused with that, that side of the campaign. No, no, they're, they, we went to them looking for a JV partner out there and they right. said, Hey, can we look at this Alaskan thing? Okay. We didn't actually have the data ready to look at at the time. We were just getting our, our heads around it ourselves. Mm. They spent some time looking at the data and then participated. It wasn't a big check because yeah. our valuation was quite small when we went right. public. Um, but, they obviously were comfortable with what they saw and more than anything, I mean, I can tell you, Hey man, I, I think there's huge potential. This can be a multi-million out system. I, I kind of hear that a lot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you might believe yeah. it a little more if, yeah. if a senior is, is willing to write a check. And exactly. It's, you know, there's no guarantee the drills have to find the ore and, you know, but mm. it, it's uh, in our view, it's a place that's worth looking and exploring. And we've had some success and more recently, or uh, we, so the last year and a half, we've been drilling on the main deposit. We got the resource out. We progressively expanded that resource area with step outs. Mm. Um, this year was the first year we actually drilled at any of the other outlying prospects. Right. So we're four kilometers away, drilled 6.4 meters of over 500 grams per ton gold, really nice silver as well. And it was a nice validation that this property has potential right. to host other deposits and it, it was a good validation for us of what we've been telling the market yeah and uh so the market we're one of so, so how, how do you how do you come at this because um i appreciate that you have you gone and done some grunt work you know identified um well something that you weren't aware of previously and said right okay i think there's something here we, we, we'll spend this amount of money and then i've got to go and raise some some more capital this strategic partner this industry player He's, are they gold focused? That's their thing, gold, okay. Um, they're gonna want you to behave a certain way. They're gonna want you to, 
you know, provides specific information which is relevant to them. The market's going to want a different type of information, and you've got to get that balance right. Yeah, well, I think when it's a 9.9% holder, it's a little different. It's not a JV partnership. Right. It's an investment. Um, we we keep them abreast of what we do. Right. They're not dictating. So not on the board the with 9.9? No, there's nobody on the board right now. Got it. Okay, so they're not, they're not driving your your strategy. So your strategy, just be really, really clear, is what you've raised 19, nearest now at 19 million bucks. Uh, recently, what do you do with that? What's the picture you're trying to paint for the market? Yeah, I mean, it, quite simple. We we want to get that project to establish critical mass. Two two things. We you know we I'll back up right. a little bit. Yeah. Our, our business plan is we think we have the makings of the ideal mineral deposit. It's right. got both grade and thickness. It's a yeah. really rare combination to yeah. get that. Um, that generally leads to attractive economics in that you have. The ability to mine a lower, I mean, almost 10 gram type systems are, you know, one, two, three meters wide. Uh, the core of our deposit is 30, 40, in some cases, that of a 50 mm. meters true width. Uh, that's really attractive from a mineability standpoint. As we're stepping out, we're not hitting quite those same widths, but yeah. it's, um, it's a great start. So, but what it wants to be is larger. Right now, it's just, you know, if you combine indicated and inferred, you're just total global gold. Equivalent endowment is just under 900,000 ounces. Um, our objective is to make that larger. I don't have a magic number of what that is to tip the scale and say, hey, this is for sure mine, but we feel we're not far away. So our objective is to establish scale. Um, we also think there's high odds of another depositor or two to be found. And so then you can establish scale that way as yeah. well. And what we found today, you know, on the ideal mineral deposit, we also think it's the type that you can permit and build, you know, their high-grade underground mines or smaller footprint, yeah. their lower capex. Um, you know, you put a lot of your waste material back under the ground, so it makes them a more attractive. Uh, so, so let's talk, let's talk about how, how that breaks down because it, 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 there's a lot of uh, uh, options that are available to you. So it used to be the case: get a million answers, uh, main resource or, or resource. We'll go, uh, job done. We'll move on. I'm, the language I've been hearing the last couple of years is that number now number needs to be two million now, just to make it interesting, not just to industry players who might step in or strategically might step in, but also to the market because there's so many gold projects out there, right? Um, with high grade and with an underground uh, component, so does does that change or shape your thinking about what you would need to announce the market before you put a stake in the sand with some kind of study around it? Yeah, I mean, it obviously impacts things. I mean, it all comes down to margin, whether it's a half gram system or, or a 20 gram system. Mm. Your mining cost tied to your, to your mm. grade, it, it's about margin. We think it's a project that should lend itself to being higher margin, but also lower capex. Because, you know, you have about 15 miles of road right. you need to build. Not nothing, but it's in the grand scheme of mining project. That's a very right. uh, modest amount of uh, road construction, um, you know, the, what is interesting on this project, you know, there are very, there's very much a uh, path A and a path B. Mm -hmm. uh, path A for us, absolutely, what we're com committed to, to trying to do here is find enough to support a standalone mining operation right. on site. Um, what was looked at historically was with, a direct with, shipment scenario with one pro with the one asset, not mm -hmm. these not these satellites. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with the satellites, they're all going to fit into one common common thing they will. because they're close enough. It's, it's they are close enough. Okay, yeah, yeah. right. So that's yeah. that's where it's going to be. Twenty-four kilometers, it's, but it's modular building. It's it's a doable thing for sure. Okay. But what was looked at, yeah, in the past was shipping to a 
you know, a place that had a mill that produced concentrates on the coast and there are others of yeah. those out there. Um, that's kind of your backup plan, mm -hmm. uh, you know, where you, you know, given the amount we've already found and the grades that we're seeing, it's, it's, you know, you think that's quite a plausible yeah. scenario already. We're not, but we're, we're focused on adding the scale right now. Okay. You're focused on adding the scale now. So, so is, is, is that B or A? I can't remember which. Yeah, one. I can't remember. <laughs> so, let's say, but there is, there is a scenario where, where cause again, we talk to miners from all around the world and operators from all around the world, right? And the Aussies, whether they're in West Africa or Australia, they just love to get into production, especially with the high grade stuff, because it gets the cash flowing. It reduces dilution for shareholders. They like that component, but it also allows them to build up um, capital for their exploration program. That's a model which works over there. I've seen a couple of Canadians looking at trying to do the same thing. You've got that option available to you. You do, yeah. No, I mean, and we, we've spoken Australians here. Why aren't you doing this? You know, that, that's, yeah. that's kind of, it, there definitely are two different camps, you know, on that. Mm -hmm. One is build as much value as you can before getting bogged down with, you know, all yeah. the permitting and, and everything else that it takes and the capital raise to build something. Um, you know, for me, I, you want to make sure you've got kind of the nuts of the opportunity before you make whatever decision you make because mm -hmm. uh, you can be one drill hole away and all of a sudden the, the kind of makeup of that project changes dramatically. Right. Um, so, you know. You, you, want to get, you want to get comfortable with what you understand about what's going on underground. Because when I go back to the model of let's get into production early, I've seen people do it with 400,000 ounces, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, but it's, yeah. it's 10, gra 10 grams a ton. Yeah, it's a it's a different from you know greenstone companies not going to do that right. Yeah, well, it depends where you are too. You know, I mean, yeah. um, you know, we think we're very well located for Alaska. You know, there's workforce across the inlet. Yeah. There's a lot of good things, but mm. it's not as good as Timmins. You know, you can find two hundred fifty thousand ounces in Timmins, and you're twenty miles down the road to to toll mill, right? Yeah. So that and there's the a lot of variables there. That, yeah, that play into it, right? Right. Okay. So, um, Kim, this a, we're just doing an introductory uh, chat today because I was intrigued by the story. I've been wanting you. In a way, it's kind of it's good that you're coming to talk to me now and not not when we first started chasing you because <laughs> it's it's really moved on consider, mm -hmm. considerably. So you've got the cash now, whatever it is, what, twenty five million yeah, bucks, that, something, right? something. Okay, today. market cap hundred million, share prices. You, you so uh, you you went shooting up, come back a little bit. Prices. Uh, Metals had a little bit of a struggle this year. Next year, based based on what your the options available to you, what, what's what's the, what should we be talking about this time next year? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I mean, one of the challenges right now is assay backlogs three four months behind for everything. Yeah, so plans for next year are always going to be designed after you get results back. Right. Um, so we won't lay out the formal budget for next year until. Until we have those back, which is right. been, everything's not going to be back till January. But what you can right. expect next year, yep. between now and say the end of January, we have a lot more results to come back from this season's yep. program that just shut down. We will. We have some metallurgy that we're doing, um, and we're also have. We also have a resource estimate that will be updated. Um, probably it'll come out. I guess April. Just right. thinking of when we get the assays in, yeah. and then I anticipate we'd come back with a more aggressive program. Next year, uh, particularly because we have this new discovery at Difficult Creek. I mean, it, there was mineralization known there yeah. before, but certainly not of the tenant that we, we, we've identified. So. It's kind of funny, actually. You, you, people are lucky to make discoveries, right? There's like, you, people say, oh, we've got targets, we've got anomalies. Not many people come back and go, oh, we've got made a discovery. It's actually harder than yeah, it's, people realize, yeah, it's right? Business, <laughs> right? Sure. And, but bizarrely, last year, oh, sorry, sorry, this year, we're still, still 21, um, People weren't getting credit for that. No, they weren't. They, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, I, this whole I'm referring to a D, uh, difficult creek or DC prospect. It 
you know, it's probably one of the best. Like we drilled 100 meters of 12 grams gold, 75 meters of 18 grams gold on a gram meter thickness product. This one at DC was better. It was plus 3,000 metal factor. It was you take that. 500 plus gram, 578 grams, I think, over 6.4 meters. You know, most of it came from two samples. The rest yeah, was I, two I, and I'd one be grams. Like, happy Christmas. That was good. Yeah, yeah, but I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it and going, I, I, for the last two months, I'd seen guys that had great news releases where they yeah. traded down. It was a liquidity yeah. event. So it was, and I'm, it was weird where I'm going, ah, I'm not sure what the market's going to do. I mean, it should yeah. shoot up, but you, you don't know. Yeah. And it was nice to get that reward. It was nice that the market, you know, it was probably in part because we had primed the market on that target. We said, hey, we want to go out here. And so mm-hmm. there's a little bit of preparation or understanding. Um, and part of it, I think, was it was a damn good intersection, right? So, and it, it, I think it really bolsters the story. I mean, you've got this one deposit that's growing. Um, now you've got another area, and it just it speaks to a system. And you know, those are those are good places to be exploring and finding more. Odds are you're going to find more, right? So, odds are. So next year, drill, drill, drill. Yeah, well, you got your layout, you planned at some point in Q one ish, but drill, drill, drill. And then we'll work out what it is that you've got. Yeah, well, that's the big question. We're going to do a resource at the end. So we're doing a resource come April of 2022. Right. So that's, that's the next milestone of kind of take stock of what we've done for the last two years of drilling mm. and then go, okay, you know, I, based on what we're seeing, I, my expectation is that we want to keep adding scale because PEA, it's in my experience, do very little free market cap unless the market doesn't understand your project, right? Like unless they, they don't have a, and for us, for example, one of the things we're doing this year is metallurgy. It is polymetallic. So we quote a gold yeah. equivalent number, 50% of that value is gold and the remaining 50% right, split okay. between zinc, copper, lead, and silver. There's historic metallurgy that's been done by both Anaconda mining, which were one of the biggest copper houses back in the day and, and the other mid tier producer that was good. Gave good recoveries. Mm. There's no nasties. It was straightforward, conventional flow sheet type type thing, but it behooves us to, which prudent thing to do, to get more current metallurgy because I think what the market needs to understand and what we feel is highly probable based on the historic data is that it is really straightforward and it's not complicated. Because you yeah. know, investors are always looking for an excuse to, to find a, a flaw. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I do. I yeah. do. Um, it's, okay. look at this, I want to kind of, kind of keep it short and sweet for now because yeah. I want to introduce you to the world because it's a good story. Um, but just in terms of the share registry, obviously you've got your strategic 9.9. You're also selling on 35% of institutional money, which you get for a company your size is unusual. So why, why has that come to be? Oh, we're great. No, <laughs> is, it, is it about no. you again? <laughs> I mean, I think it's a combination of factors. I mean, I think it, Starts, it's a combination of team and asset, always is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and our team is, you know, we've got a very sound technical team. I, you know, our VP exploration, he runs our, our technical side, Ian Cunningham Dunlop. He's got a tremendous amount of experience in business. Was involved with Marco Day's group. Of but where's the kid? Ah, gotcha. Yeah. There we go. That's and, the, I was about to say, but you've got to know someone. Yeah, so yeah, here's the guy. Our board as well. Okay. You know, uh, Mike Cinnamon, CFO for B2 Gold. Michael Gray uh, was one of the, you know, is a very well-respected analyst who is, it's the only directorship he's taking. Uh, he's it. now with a boutique group called Agentis, but formerly with Macquarie. Um, and I think the balance of that team, in my view, helps build the confidence. Because, you know, I'm lesser known, to be honest. I mean, I was a VPX before doing this. Um, 
but I've got conviction in what we're doing. And I think that mm. that counts and carries. And uh, yeah, we we're very feel very privileged to have the shareholder registry that we do have. Mm. Um, you know, some, some very good U.S. funds, yeah. Canadian funds. And then there's some individual investors, Rob Kewen and yeah, John so, Robbins and others. Yeah, so no, so it was impressive. I just wonder what was kind of the, the common glue there. But I guess, I guess that explains it. Um, look, let's say thanks very much. And we, we're all short of time because we've kind of got this, this conference thing going on and running around me- meeting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, appreciate you coming on. It's been far, Pleasure, far too long. We'll yeah, see you again well, maybe... In the new year, we can maybe you know have a proper run through the story. Um, I didn't so, even touch on Ontario. We're drilling right now. So next time, next time we've got to got to leave something and for I'll, the I'll clamoring bring, bring audience. The flashy gold sandals and just sit on the Actually, we do accept gold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Tom, lovely to meet you, mate. Thanks yeah, very much. Pleasure. Cheers. Pleasure.